Will Prince Harry get deported for smoking weed? We discussed a New York Times article about how to talk to our teenagers about cannabis. New regulations on hemp could mean severe impacts on small businesses and employment here in Florida. We also light up with you and talk about our favorite shows. All this and much more on today's show. Welcome to our show. So glad you made it. We're glad we made it. I am Sunny D. I'm Captain J. And, and we're, we're the, the Pot Smoking Moms. Hey, uh, if you like our show, you know what? Well, the thing that helps us the most is if you tell other people about our show. You know, say, hey, I listened to this show. You should too. Go check them out and give them the, our Instagram, our podcast name potsmokingmoms.com our website that's where you can find it all that's where all of it is and please if you haven't yet review subscribe on we're on youtube now so mm -hmm. you could subscribe on our youtube channel and watch our beautiful faces right here <laughs> oh but before we get into the show we definitely got to do our smoke sesh because I'm, I'm a little too sober right now for this I guess. yeah <laughs> we, we gotta we gotta relax the nerves we invite you to join us so go grab a bowl while we give you this nice little intro from our sponsors fluent so much to fluent hey get rewarded go on to our uh website or our link off of our instagram and sign up for rewards if you're local to the area and smoke some of that fluent we got some good stuff today what are you smoking on i have me some lemon cherry gelato hybrid mm, that sounds delish it's a cannabis strain that is known for its sweet and fruity aroma it's said to have to provide a cerebral high that is Initially euphoric and energizing, followed by a calming body buzz. Ooh. Users report feeling happy, relaxed, and creative after consuming this strain, making a popular choice for daytime use or social activities. Nice. I have a Stupid Fruits. It's a hybrid. <laughs> That's a funny name. Stupid Fruits. It's originally bred for the famous reggae band Slightly Stupid. Stupid Fruit is a sativa-dominant hybrid originating from apricot papaya and strawberry dream queen. Stupid Fruits is an overpoweringly sweet and fruity smell with tropical flavors of papaya, strawberry, and mango. Those who have used it say the strain acts as a mood booster, creating an uplifting and happy high. Very nice. Seems like we both have fruity strains today. Fruity here. Our fruity Cheers. bowls. Cheers. Here, Uncle Jesse in the background, also lighting up. <clears throat> Very nice. 
I'm using my mouthpiece again. I've been. <coughs> That's I haven't why. used it in a long time. Yeah, I had. To um, stop. I've just been not smoking out of my bong as much. You been rolling J's. I've been rolling more J's again. Cause yeah, you got to switch it up from time to time. Yeah, I have. Close this shit. You got to clean it. I got to. I clean my shit every day. I yeah. I mean, I I definitely clean it out. Like put water in it every day, but I probably clean it with the alcohol every three days or something like that. Yummy, mm-hmm. yummy, delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was good. How cool to have a, <laughs> a a strain named after you. I know. I feel like you're like a, you feel like you really made it as a stoner band. If yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if they name a strain after you, I think Three Eleven has their own strain too. They I have would their think own beer all the also. biggest like known music artists that are known for weed would have yeah even rappers too got their all own i know shit. is if i had Urkel. a strain named after me i would be it better be good can you imagine right. if you got a strain named after you and it's not even a good no then i would not <laughs> be like i want that change right. that don't name it after me yeah i mean i i guess I, you've had weed that you don't like yeah um i've never really i mean i've had stuff that i'm like oh okay I'm, I'll, I'll smoke it i have no problem yeah smoking right it. right but it's not like oh i hate it no, yeah, I found strains that I don't like. Yeah, that you're like, you and I'm it like, away. It's not, yeah, I've given it away. I've been like, no, I don't. This is not my thing. Not for me. But you know, uh, it takes going through a couple strains to get there too. So you know, yeah. Yeah. we uh, are so happy you're here today. <laughs> We're so happy you're here today. We want, we really want people to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, I ho- hopefully at this point everybody has had a signed up for YouTube. I mean, I feel like most people have YouTube and now consume something on YouTube. I feel like it's become way more common than it was, you know, when it first. Yeah, like ten years ago, you know. Right. I mean, it's and everybody should have a YouTube. If you do, please follow us. Even if you don't have a YouTube, uh-huh. we are the reason to go to YouTube. <laughs> okay. Right. A lot of people are like, oh, we didn't have a TikTok until you guys started talking about TikTok all the time. Yeah. Well, if you don't use YouTube, you should be using it yeah. and watch our show. And watch our show. Because we have like all these new little things coming up on the screen for you guys. You know, images when we're talking about stories. And- Uncle Jesse uh, helps us out with a lot of cool extra stuff. So please go check those out. Yes. Look and- like these hearts. Oh, see. Huh. Thank you, Jesse. We're so dreamy. <laughs> hey, also, thank you to our patrons. Uh, if you, our patrons get to do a lot of cool stuff. We do a lot of cool stuff with our patrons. So if you're not a patron, go over to our website, become one. Mm-hmm. And, and that way you could support us there. Uh, and if you can't do that, just liking, telling people, subscribing. Doing uh, a review for this podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. Just sharing it. All that stuff. Very helpful. But if you are a patron, you do get a discount on events and stuff that we have. If we have any ticketed events or anything, and we have actually have one coming up May 6th. Ho, ho, ho. Tickets are on sale right now. Right now. For the Miami Bud Crawl. Yeah, Bud Crawl. The bus is going to be freaking crazier than the last. Because it's I'm in Miami you. this time. It's Miami it's this time. Town. We got a lot of fun visuals. The bus is going to be incredible. I'm going to show you guys a little later on hey there we go miami bud crawl tickets on sale now may 6th starting at 4 p.m so go check out the website psmbudcrawl.com and uh, yeah buy your tickets if you're a patron you get a discount make sure you check your patreon for your discount code yeah 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 
Uh, spring break is over. Oh my God. Thank God. <laughs> uh, my kid was sick all throughout spring break. And then on Friday, of yeah, of course, she got sick. I uh, mean, at least she's not going to miss school from being sick. Right. That's a that's silver great. Lining. She, oh, she's going every fucking day this week. <laughs> but we uh, we got through the spring break. I was, you know, it's so crazy. I don't know. Maybe it's because I have two little ones and I hate like I'm so ugh, I just I get exhausted with the fighting, the tussling, the going back and oh forth. Oh, my God. I remember that from my brother's. Oh my God. So like, yeah, I'm exhausted with that. So I was like Friday, I was like, come on, don't you want to go out? Get up. Let's go in the morning. Let's get up. Let's get dressed. Let's get ready to go out and do something. It's your last day of spring break. No, bro. Excuse me. Would not budge. Would not budge. Wanted They're to watch like, TV. And I was just like, leave uh, the not, house. yeah, I was like, I'm not going to fight you guys to try to get you guys out of here. <laughs> uh, luckily, though, yesterday, I was like, oh, we have a weekend. So we'll just do something on the weekend with you guys. So yesterday, friends of ours hit us up like, hey, there's an Easter thing happening at a park locally. It was like two minutes away, bro. Like, how could Ugh. you not? So and I was looking for something to do. Sometimes, like you know, you're looking for stuff to do with your kids. It's kid friendly. You know, you always have to look and see what your your city, your county is doing, what the parks are doing. You know, if there's any organizations that are hosting events, because it's like, you know, what do we do with our kids? That's fun for them. Um, so we went to this thing. It was at a park. It had a 30,000 marshmallows dropped from a helicopter, which I thought was we were. What? That was got me. I was like, I want to see that shit. But 30,000, they were just airdropped. Yeah, the helicopter. Over a spot in the park. Right. There's like a big field. So they had sections, right? They had two areas. They they did the Easter egg hunt, which for the little one, I held her back and I was like, no, I don't want you to fucking let her loose. Like into they had the they had the areas sectioned off and they had eggs all over the floor, right? So then they would let the kids in and they would pick up the eggs. And then it was like ages three to like five and then like five to seven or like four to seven i don't know but you know they had a little area to get the, to put the kids to go in through and all the parents were kind of cramped around because like little kids like the kid the parents kind of have to be with them yeah but course. they wanted you to like let the kid in and let the kid loose to go do it and, and then so back to you yeah and i didn't want to push my kid into the crowd i didn't want to be like hey go go, go like go, cattle go. right i was just like i got scared i was like no i don't know i'm not gonna pressure her to do this even though she was ready but it was too much pushing and shoving and then um the older kids you know sloan got to go through there and did that and picked up eggs and stuff so Sid didn't get upset that she didn't get she to got kind of upset but then i was like hey maybe sloan got some for you and then sloan brought her eggs and they were sharing so it's like you know fine Oh, there was other things that. yeah i mean <laughs> I, next year next year right and we're, we're gonna do a separate one for easter at home at home yeah and then we so we sat off to the side there was another part of the field like blocked off where it was the older kids and then oh yeah that's it and then uh, <laughs> the spring marshmallow drop right is this like a thing they do every i guess year? it's yeah i guess it's a thing they do saturday march 25th free yeah, and it was like but okay, okay, the marshmallows. thirty thousand marshmallows. Yeah. But I, are I, there people there catching them? What's happening with yeah, these yeah. marshmallows? Yeah, so they the helicopter comes. They have the kids waiting. The helicopter comes, drops some, drops more, 
drops more. And they these, these things look like softball marshmallows. I really wanted to run up and like. If you get hit in the head with it, how did it feel? But no, but they 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 don't they didn't let them in until all of the marshmallows were fall fall. So they're they on the them. floor. Yeah, and then they have to pick them up and then they get prizes. For the marshmallow. Oh, for, for the marshmallow. Okay, because you're not yeah. going to eat that. Right. No, the DJ was like, don't eat them. Don't eat those. <laughs> and I was like, well, he's like, that's bad for you. It's not good. And I was like, well, I mean, okay, I'm sorry. The DJ was not Trump. I'm sorry. I was like having a Trump impression for some reason. <laughs> but he was like, don't eat them. They're dirty. And then I was in front of the DJ. I was like, I've, you know, some of us have eaten things worse than There's a definitely going to be some of those marshmallows eaten. I'm sure of it. I wanted to just like sit underneath and, and open my mouth and wait for the marshmallows. But they, they had to. They, had, uh, they kept it clear. Right. They had to keep it. Yeah, because I was like, what if like somebody gets knocked out by a marshmallow? I mean, yeah. I don't I mean it's a marshmallow and it's not that high it's falling from, right? But they were the big ones. I don't know. I could I kind of want to drop a marshmallow from yeah, really right. like the egg drop. <laughs> but anyways, it was really cool. They had a ton of things for the kids. We did that. That was kind of fun. I'm kind of but like normally, like the last two years I haven't done it because of COVID. And this year I was planning on bringing it back. Was the was the Easter, Easter egg hunt that I used to do with all my friends and all yeah. their kids, mm-hmm. but I can't do it this year just because of budget stuff, right? You know, yeah. I'm like so sad that we're not doing it I this know. year. Well, we we do a little thing with the neighbors, um, just to hang out and have them. We'll do a little thing, but remember, thing. Julian's just one. That's why I always did things with my friends, like yeah. invite everybody over, because right. it's like that's how we have the closest thing he has to uh, siblings. Yeah, yeah, but. Bring them over. You know, we'll do that. Just because it's easy for the the neighborhood kids like it too. Yeah. We all want to do something for them. So we like hide the eggs and then have them do it. So then what were you up to this song? Nothing. I had a I had a picnic for my company uh, that I went to. This is the first year where I didn't have to like plan or do stuff for it. I was just kind of a consultant and advisor to the new person that took over planning events internally for the company. Uh, so I just was like, I did regular meetings and helping her with it, but I didn't have to like be there an hour before, stay up to an hour after to clean up, set up yeah. and all that stuff, meet, get there, make sure the vendors are there, get, make sure, every, you know, that's exhausting. So it was the first time I got to go and enjoy the picnic as just an employee, which was awesome. Cause I got to get there when I wanted to get there and I got to leave when I wanted to leave. And I only <laughs> went for two hours. Because I was like, I don't really want to go, but they have so many activities for the kids and my son will have fun. And as long as he's having fun, I'll stay. And then when he's tired of it, I'll go. That's exactly what we did. Word. Which is nice. And I finally got for, while we're still on the topic of work stuff, I got my Sherm conference stuff all booked. I got my hotel and my airplane ticket. So I will be in Vegas. From June 11th to the 14th, I think it is, for a Sherm conference. I went last year. It was a lot of fun. Do you get extra time off to, like, do other stuff? And, and not, not really. It's kind of like, unless I ask for additional days off and get there sooner or stay later, you know, that's not because there's no time. You're in the conference all day. And then you may have that evening to go to dinner or go Damn, to do something at nighttime. Girl, extend it. And I'll I thought about there. there. <laughs> Hello. I thought about it. I thought about it. Just me. Cause they have consumption lounges out there. I mean, I have like an air, I have like a free ride somewhere and I've been putting it off. So I don't know. 
<laughs> Vegas. We've been wanting to go. I know we want to go under other circumstances. Yes. Well, you know, I could I could just ask for the rest of the week off after the conference and then just stay a little longer. PSM live in Vegas. Uncle Jesse that would just be threw so up a little grab, a little ticker. If we can have like a live podcast in one of the consumption <laughs> lounges, I will, I will lose my mind. <laughs> I will lose my freaking mind. That would be amazing. If anybody's in Vegas listening to this, hey, holler we- at us. Let's <laughs> Let make it happen. Go. But you'll never guess. Well, you'll never guess who's performing at the Sherm Conference. <laughs> someone's so but somebody performs they have so what is this they they do for you guys they have a performance for you too is it like the kind of yeah they have they have well they have like conferences and like breakout sessions like meetings all day long on hr content okay Uh and then they have a big expo center where it has all the vendors and stuff that work for you know payroll vendors benefit vendors anything Mm -hmm. dealing with hr stuff that or wants to work with a business like a big expo and center. Then, okay, for that. okay. Like Huge. kind of like, right. Yeah, okay. but way bigger. Like we're yeah, talking well, about well, bigger. This is like our general HR managers. So this is it's, like a thousand times bigger. Yeah, it's the Society of Human Resources Management. Sure. And then they always have entertainment stuff. So they there's like one night where they have a, a concert. And mm-hmm. last year was some country guy. I didn't know who it was. I was like not interested at all. Uh-huh. This fucking year is Janet Jackson. What? <laughs> Where? Okay. I was like, how well, random it's is Vegas. That? Was it last year? Was it, it was in New Orleans, right? Last it was year. In New Orleans okay. Last year. Okay. When you. That's but when I was you... like, that's awesome. I've always wanted to see that's, Janet Jackson. I would totally go see Janet Jackson. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna, not going to skip the show this year. What? I'm going to that. That's fucking cool as hell. Janet Jackson. I know, Janet. How Jackson. random is that? And I'm going to be there with a bunch of HR professionals. Whoa. You're like, <laughs> nasty boy. Do, do. <laughs> Do, 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 do. Are you nasty boys? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, if anybody's in Vegas, is she already singing no sexual harassment in the workplace? Do 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 like she does parodies of her songs, but she makes it she writes them towards like HR managers and shit. <laughs> and everybody's be like, oh what? I never heard this song before. What is this Janet singing about? Fucking okay, spreadsheets and Time no, management? No. <laughs> ADP's here. Boop, deep, doobly beep, boop, boop, doop. ADP? <laughs> yeah. She starts shouting out all of the... <laughs> all the big ones. All the big no, ones. No, stop. She's not gonna, <laughs> they're not going to ruin her like that. It's going to be Janet Jackson, and it's going to uh, be awesome. And one of our patrons was trying to go because she works at um at her company. She does a lot of HR role stuff, and she, part, she even got a piece of mail in the mail to her at work. For the conference. For the conference. <laughs> and she was trying to get her boss to send her, but she's like, nah, I don't think they're going to send me. What? <laughs> Damn. For real. No, that would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Oh, yeah. my God. Did you see the t- We were talking about how, like, oh, everybody's like, we're now making everybody go on YouTube if they're not on YouTube because we're on YouTube. And yeah. like, we did TikTok. Did, oh, you told me you didn't see the hearings. I didn't the see hearings. the hearings. I've seen clips the, and people talking and then, about the hearings. Well, all you needed to read was the our chat with me and Uncle Jesse going back and forth about all the nonsense. About, we even yeah. had taken screenshots and fucking tweets and all this. I was like, Jessica must be sick of our shit here. Like we're going nah, back and it's forth. just when I'm at work, I glance at it, but I don't get to read it all. And then later, you and just like I, it's like what holes it, you have to like much, open the. Many. At that point, sometimes I have to go back. I'm like, yeah, for real. Uh, and listen, I don't expect you to even, 
You know what I'm saying? And group WhatsApp, sometimes that shit goes haywire. And you're just like, whoops, I guess I missed stuff because <laughs> too much to, was it T, what is it? T, TLDR, too long, didn't read. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But uh, TikTok, I mean, the whole TikTok ban thing just made you look at all the people that run the country and go, how the fuck are these people running shit? Like, seriously? I mean, we've been looking at them that way, but even for more sure, now, these, these hearings were ridiculous. They, I, I was I telling you, this guy was like, does TikTok connect to your home Wi-Fi? And it's like, what the fuck is that question? <laughs> I, God forbid I have to testify in front of all these government officials because I would not have the class that the TikTok guy did. I would have yeah, been he, like, you guys from fucking what serious? I've heard people reporting on it saying that he was very professional the whole time and kept his cool with the very dumb questions being thrown at him. <laughs> yeah. You know, they obviously didn't know anything about TikTok or how apps work or things like that or how anything functions like it was just very. I like that he he's like, oh, if privacy is an issue, like. Facebook is also just right. as bad through Facebook because under, the Cambridge under thing the, when yes. they, they leaked all that data to them, like it's just there's also, an example where he he brought that up and I was like, good, I'm glad he brought that up. Yeah. Uh. Of course he did, because it's all a grab. It's all it's BS. This is all set up by Facebook. This is Lobby all set by up by Meta. Meta. Yeah, because they don't want the competition. So they're the, just the, making these people like and the, the politicians are happy to to ban it because they're also afraid of TikTok and the organization that can happen on there. They're getting and they don't know how to use paid. it. What the fuck do they care? They're like, yeah, get rid of this. Who gives a, a shit? AOC posted her first TikTok. On TikTok. Because of TikTok ban. About the thing. TikTok yeah. bans. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, we, we have to find proof of this. Yeah. And it's the problem is not banning. Banning apps is not the if we're going to ban TikTok, they have to ban all social media apps. It's not that it needs. It's, it's the regulation of the privacy laws that needs to be, that needs to be Absolutely. looked at. Yeah. The way they're regulated. Not by banning and taking away these things. 150 million people, yeah. Americans, 150 million Americans are on TikTok and over 5 million businesses. And the craziest thing, too, is seeing these people drill this guy, like drill him at, with no, really no idea. It's like that. It's like that. That other clip that I posted, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the hemp ban here in Florida where the lead the senator proposed a bill to ban hemp products without even fucking knowing a goddamn thing and talking it, yeah. to anybody in the industry just like well i know this is bad so um we're just uh, we i just wanted this because i think it's bad and that's the whole basis of her shit and it's just like <laughs> where are these people it's more like somebody paid you to bring this for right to, to, yeah somebody. just like TikTok bans. They're being paid to, right. to do this shit. So, They're being lobbied. Crazy. And then now, instead of like Pedro, I love Pedro Pascal edits on my TikTok. <laughs> now it's this shoe, shoe, jean, shoe, 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 shoe. Yeah. All over like my TikTok. So I'm like, <laughs> I like the guy. He's great. And he whatever, gained a lot like... of followers after the <laughs> hearing. So he gained like a hundred something thousand <gasps> followers after the hearing. Oh my God. Uh, because at that point, yeah, I don't know. They they better not ban TikTok. That, they're we have a love hate relation. We used to love TikTok. We've 
they're very I still controlled. love TikTok, okay? I may hate the way they censor us yeah, and our shit gets taken know, down, but, but as a consumer of TikTok, yeah. I enjoy scrolling. I enjoy a lot of the content that it, it I get from there. I get a lot of information from there that I never learned anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Very great tips and hacks. I found some too, new podcast on there too. Actually. Yeah, there's it's I good. Share it with it's Uncle gotten Jesse. to the point where instead of Googling something, I will go on TikTok and search for it there first. I don't I don't know. I do like vacation that. spots, places to eat in areas. People there's really good information yeah. and content on TikTok, and it's easier to consume videos scrolling than going through links and reading. For me. Word. Or not word video, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talking about video, <laughs> we uh, we're working on a segment for you guys where we talk about TVs and shows. We hope you're interested in this. Please give us some feedback. I mean, either way, we talk about it all the time on the show. Yeah, like so it's pretty much going to well make it an official right. segment. Uh, it may not be on every episode, but. You know, every few episodes, we will discuss what we're watching. Exactly. Because, you know, I love to watch me some stuff. Yeah. And we give each other recommendations. It's funny. Like, we get recommendations from each other. And something I really like, too, is, like, music recommendations. Like, when somebody's like, oh, I've been turned on to this new thing. TikTok did that the other day with a video. This girl's like, oh, I just bought, bought my own ticket to a concert. Like, I'm going by myself to a concert for the first time. And I was like, oh. Must be a good artist. Looked it up. It was a great artist. But uh, I like that. I like people suggesting shows, movies. So a lot of times you guys bring stuff up. We watch it. Uh, you guys were talking about Swarm. Mm-hmm. On I already Discord. watched it. All of it. I started watching it. It's really great. It's really on good. Prime. Amazon Prime. Donald Glover produces and, and directs. directs. Which is one of the main reason why I was watching. And who is that? Janine Neighbors? And Donald Glover. So I don't know who Janine Neighbors is, but. But uh, this is pretty good. I started watching it. It's pretty intense. It goes from zero to 100 pretty fast. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty graphic. You, if were you like, don't like graphic things like blood. That maybe happens. Stay away. Yeah. But uh, you were like, oh, there's short episodes. I'm a big fan of like short episodes. Mm-hmm. But it felt kind of long because of how much shit happens. Yeah. In yeah. the first episode. It's uh, pretty it's crazy. And it, it's only like, I think 10, ep- not even 10. I think it was seven episodes. It yeah. was really short. And I was like, it gets, it gets bananas. So you saw how bananas it got in that first it episode. Bananas. It's banana, banana. Okay. <laughs> it's good though. It's really good. I freaking tore right through it yeah. like quick. Um, I saw, and I got that suggestion from TikTok. Some creator was talking about the show. That's how I heard about it. And that's how I got interested. Uh, we both finished finally, and we didn't discuss The Last of Us. The, last the finale of us. was a couple weeks ago. Wow. Um, if you're not watching The Last of Us, I don't know. I mean, I think almost everybody's yeah. watching this. And it's the only people that don't have HBO that are, like, not watching this. Did I say this? I take back every bad thing I said about the show, about its predictability. Um, you know, I'm going to go and tuck my tail between my legs. <laughs> Because it's really a great show and they do uh, the acting's fantastic. The storylines. I mean, all the stuff that's happening, I think so far is fantastic. Yes. The last few episodes were Pablo very great. and Bella are killing it. Yeah. As Joel and Ellie. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, 
they're phenomenal. They're great. It's funny because um, in the game, he's not Latin. He's, you know, because you uh, know that, that Pablo's Chilean. He's he's a white guy. And um, <laughs> yeah, but is he is is in the show? Is he is that a part of his character? Because he's I haven't heard him like. And then my husband was get... trying to say, oh, he's playing a white guy in the show. Right. And I was like, is he, though? Because his brother doesn't look white. His brother also looks Latin. Also looks Latin. Yeah, I would say So that I too. think they're playing, you know, Latin But they version. haven't. Okay, but this is, which is, which I like the idea that we're not getting into it and we're not making it about their ethnicity. We're yeah. just having them be their ethnicity as yeah. the character. Because a lot of times, yeah. too... Hollywood has a cheesy way of being inclusive and making it their ethnicity all about the character. And it's like it gets like kind of weird because you're like, well, OK, I want to see more of my people in movies, but they don't necessarily have to be like, arriba, 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 you know, and like be very stereotypical or something like. Are you Mexican? I don't know. Well, yes, anything, whatever that is that, you know. White people like to, you know. Yeah, I know. Do. We're all Mexican, but right. But I like that it's like they could be. They probably are, but it's not a whole part of the storyline. Exactly. Doesn't so really we're not matter. Really talk. But about I was it. like, they're they're Latin. Her, yeah, his brother looks Latin. So. They didn't pick a white guy to be, you know, like I know. he looks obviously like a Latino to me. Right. To me, his brother more than Pablo. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they're both, they're doing so great. I don't know how much we're allowed to say on here. I'm afraid of spoiling things, but what do you think about the way the season ended? Do you think this is apparently the game came out like 10 oh, years right, ago. Right. It's a big controversy in that community that's mm-hmm. played this about the storyline. Did he do the right thing? What he did? Yeah. Did he? I mean, I think we spoiler spoiler, kind of spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler. yeah. Okay. So you haven't seen it. Have we're talking about the end right part. now. You of the last boop, season ahead. or whatever of this current. Yeah. But, uh, he I kills I, everybody. Yeah. He doesn't to save her. her to save her because, okay. Cause she's at the place now that point they get to alone. a place now, but the people are not being straight forthcoming. Yeah. Like, like not being full. He finds out that they're going to kill her in order to get the cure. Basically, which is so stupid because when you think about they it, they have to get like, something out of her brain need to make, Oh, okay. They want to take the forceps or whatever that's in her brain or whatever. Right. Uh, so that would kill her, apparently. The yeah, and he yeah, was spoiler, like, spoiler. And he was I love like, this ticker. Yeah. Um, uh, so he finds out, oh, they're gonna kill her, and he, so he kills everybody and gets her the fuck out. Well, he of goes there. Chuck Norris on everybody's fucking. How ass. he manages to kill everybody and not he's fucking <laughs> dude. That's a place full of revolutionary <laughs> people. Yeah. Full of fireflies. It's crazy. Yeah. It's fucking cool though. Yeah. And he does. I feel like he's doing it to protect her. It's and his, eventually at this point, she's his daughter. Right. Like, but he's doing it to protect her. So I think he, in that sense it's fine. And then hopefully later on he'll come clean with her and be like, listen, I did this okay, because I got it. But do then it. after they got away and she asked him straight up to his face, because he told her. Oh, there's other people there that have the same thing you do. They're going to be able to help with the cure. They didn't oh, that's, need that's us. Fate, they he said it. all that. He, and then he said, oh, right. did, she's like, did everything you say, is it true? And, like, and he yes. said, yeah. Like, it's really sus because why didn't she just wake up there and then they left? You know what I mean? They She wakes up and they're like not there anymore. And, you know, there's they're. 
So she knows that he's possibly lying to her. She decides to take him for his word. She looks at him. She pauses and she's like, okay. Like she believes him because she's going to believe him because she trusts him. But she knows something's off about what happened back there. And I think she's still going to feel like there's something up. And I think she might bring it up again and him. They might have another scenario where there's definitely going to be a problem in the next season because of it when she finds out. But yeah, I mean, it is a part that leaves itself for, you know, he killed contradiction for her conflict, conflict, her mom's friend, that one woman that she's known her whole life that probably helped to raise her. Yeah, he went all Chuck Norris on everybody's (laughs) ass, you know. So I'm wondering if what that's going to be in the next season. Yeah, I mean, sure. people that play the game already know because I believe the second game was already out and they're they're familiar with where the story goes from here. But yeah, well, we'll see. Great we'll- show. Check it out. I feel like it's going to be a <laughs> we long spoiled time. It. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a while before we see the new season. Um, At least a year. Yeah. Minimum. Um, I got a suggestion from one of our patrons to check out Shrinking, which is on Apple TV. I was already interested because, come on, look, Jason Siegel yeah, and Harrison Ford. I, I know that, I, that, I, that, that sold me. I yeah. was like, oh, these two guys, I'd watch this. It is so much It's about fun. Uh, therapy? It's about shrinks? Yeah, they're both therapists, oh. right? But Jason Siegel's going through it. Like, he's going through his own personal shit. Um, and he's sick of being Harrison a Ford is kind of his no he's not sick of being a therapist he just wants to take a different approach to therapy mm-hmm. which would be considered unethical because he's becoming too involved with his patients okay, and stuff gotcha. Um, but and then Harrison Ford is like his mentor like that he's worked with for a long time and then there's the other actress that I don't know her name and I think you mentioned her earlier um she plays another shrink in the practice and there's a friend of theirs and i don't want to ruin anything because i want you to watch it uh-huh uh but she i love her oh jessica williams yes and i love Where is her she from so she was on the day where i remember her from the daily show i've seen her somewhere she was i don't a know correspondent where. on the daily show i thought for sure they were going to give the job to her and not trevor noah then after that she got her own show like queens or something where i think it's like her and her homegirl and they had a podcast and they had like a slide oh, on hbo and it's called queens or something queen Do- two dope queens or some shit i don't know something like that oh my god if so, it has her in it i gotta watch there's it I a, love her. also a movie on uh, netflix with her and lakeith stanfield i want to say and they like have like a love relationship and it's she's great she's in a lot of she's things. so funny yes that's her and she's beautiful she's gorgeous yeah. i have such a crush on her and i was like yeah she's hilarious she's gorgeous like she's her voice is like i love really, everything about her really funny like she's got a good yeah we she's great yeah i would love to like so i would love to see yeah she probably <laughs> would also smoke too um, uh, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. I just finished the first season. It's on Apple TV. What just came back is Yellow Jackets. Is it second season? Second season of Yellow Jackets just came back. I've been waiting forever. Feels What's like. the premise for this show? Because it, it has good so actresses. Good. It has a great cast. So the premise of the show is it's the 90s. Well, part of the show is in the 90s. So uh-huh. it's in the 90s. Love it. A soccer team. Okay. Flying to nationals crashes in the Canadian wilderness. Oh boy. Right. And it's the story of those that 
that all girls soccer team surviving there in the wilderness alone with no adults. The only adult that survived the plane crash with them has an injured leg that cannot walk is, you know, so it's just them out in the wilderness and like the survivors of that in the present day. Mm. And so you see the flashbacks of what happened. Yeah. And then them them presently like, and you can imagine crazy shit. It it became like Lord of the flies out there, like crazy ass shit happened yeah there is a supernatural element to it a little bit um about something being out there you know in the woods yeah a little kind of culty stuff happens like it's really good it's good. really good oh, it has I'm christina and ricci plays like the older version of one of the girls uh juliette lewis plays an older version of her. one of the girls the lady that was in last of us the one that uh melanie Uncle Jesse told me her name before, and I'm not I'm the worst with names. But um, the, she was in The Last of Us. She played that revolutionary like leader. Uh huh. She's she plays one of the old and she she's oh my I don't want to give away too much. You got to watch the show. Do you have Hulu? Wait. Oh, you have to have the Showtime extension on Hulu. Yeah, I I might. Okay. We'll see. Check it out. It's well worth it. Yeah. It's really good. And the, the first episode of the second season just aired, and. It's really good. There we go. Here we got the cast. Oh, is that Great Emma picture. Stone? Emma Stone is in it. Who is Emma? Oh, is that Lady Emma is Stone? It this one with the glasses? No, that's Christina Ricci. Oh, that's Christina Ricci. Yeah. Oh my God, that does not. That looks weird. Yeah, because she has like this blonde curly hair. In and it. then that girl. Yeah, that's the lady from the Last, Last of, of Us. us. Yeah, she's she was a bad lady. Yeah, but she, she, I mean, she was a bad lady. She was not a bad lady, technically. She was kind of a fucking asshole. Yeah, because they were being like. Yeah, but it's everybody against their. That's the thing. You don't. It depends on what where you what story you hear. Right. Like if you heard her story, you probably wouldn't think she was a bad lady. She was just taking back her town from tyrants that were ruling them for over twenty years, and getting them back for what they did. Yeah. Killing her family, so it's kind of like. That's what's so crazy about those kind of uh, dystopia, like end of world shit. Like yeah. people be doing horrible ass shit, but it's like, what? There's it's the result of horrible ass shit that's right. happened to them. Yeah, like apocalyptic type shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm watching also History of the World Part Two, which is like you know hilarious. There's a ton of famous people in it. I saw that. And just because I saw the cast, I was like, I want to watch it. It's really good. It's super funny. It's a a lot of it's on my to watch list. Yeah. Like they do a great job. I mean, I love any way of combining history, comedy and fucking slapstick and all types of different forms of comedy. And Mel Brooks. I mean, you know, it's really good. One thing I forgot to mention about Swarm (laughs) is that it's like. Based on true events. Oh, it's based on like Beyonce's fan club or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if Beyonce had some kind of super fan that was like this girl or if, if the story of this girl is a combina- combination of a bunch of different super uh-huh. fan stories. Oh, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. But at, at the beginning of every episode, it says it's Does based on true get events. Close to Sorry, her? the history thing made me think of how. Does how- she get close to her? I don't want to. Okay, I know. Way, but I yes. Know. I want to. Okay, all right. All right. One but- time. Okay, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> at band camp? No, okay, all right. We'll listen. I'll watch it. <laughs> but I'm like thinking at this point, if it gets really fucking crazy, she has to come face to face with the celebrity. 
Okay, cool. I, I I don't even want to talk about that other movie, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> White Noise. I forgot. We went right over it. It's kind of weird. Why did you guys even start watching it? Uh, because we were like, that, well, that movie came out like last year. Yeah. And it's it like, was your scrolling movies to find. Was it last year? Yeah, I think it was in 2021 or 2022. I wanted to know who the old, oh, that lady's Greta Gerwig. Noise. What other movie Adam has Driver. Greta been This in? is really weird about this movie. Is that. Uh, yeah, that it, it actually happens, kind of. Yeah, because the movie's about a, a train what, derailment train? in Ohio, right? Yeah, and then, and in then the 90s. And yeah, well, it but, happened in the 90s in the movie. Yeah, they're like, it's like, yeah, it's 90s because there's no cell phones. Oh, it's very old school. Okay, it's like, okay, yeah. Okay. But it's well, fair, it, it actually happened this year. Yeah, and you told in me that, that same area where I, that movie was filmed, which I I didn't know, and that's fucking crazy. And and the people that were played extras in that fucking movie—that's nuts, bro. Are living that real life that's scenario awful. right now? Yeah, it's crazy. Where I, toxic chemicals are poisoning clouds. their water. Yeah, they even show it in the movie. The like, toxic cloud. It's that crazy. Went, the but explosion. It, it looks like a thing from Stranger Things, but. Yeah, it, I don't know. I, yeah, it was just like... I, did you finish it? I like Adam. We know. Like, we did halfway. <laughs> it's like a two-hour-plus movie. I don't watch a two-hour-plus movie in one sitting. Oh, God. Okay, not You're these so days. Funny. Let's talk about a movie I haven't finished yet. But <laughs> I don't... And I'm like, I don't even know if I want to continue that one. That's why I was like, I don't even know if I should mention it. But it's okay. It's just kind of weird. Uh, But I'll, I mean, whatever. I I'll keep it, watching so I it. No idea. I, again, I don't take the time unless it's like a movie that really interests me. I don't watch movies anymore. Yeah, I stick to shows. Yeah, I know. And it's because it's not fucking two hours and shit. That's why. <laughs> That's why I'm playing. Certain yeah. movies I'll watch, but <laughs> I, stick I don't to mind. Shows. I don't mind. If it's a good movie, I'll come back. Sometimes stand up. Um, It just depends. Like you're so exhausted at the end of the night. You try to get through something and. If it's not really captivating you, you're like, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes stand-up shows is like that, too. Even if I'm enjoying a stand-up show, I'll be like, well, I'll watch this. Those are usually pretty short, though. I could get through those. But sometimes I have to cut them in half. And it's okay. It's okay <laughs> to do that. You want to intro this next? Uh... All right. I think we're ready for our next segment. Here it is, you guys. News Nugs, where we, we get high and read, read the, the news, news to, to you. you. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is a stupid story. Um, U.S. conservative group calls for Prince Harry to be deported over past drug use. Oh, Prince Harry. And it's really? past drug use? Come on. Come, come on. on. He's still using drugs. <laughs> we know this. Everybody knows. <laughs> Prince Harry's visa now should be denied. Megan. And he should be deported from the U.S., a conservative group is demanding. <laughs> What's their qualms with uh, Prince Harry? Are they being paid by the, by the royal family to Probably. give him trouble? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when Prince Harry detailed his history with pot and other drugs and his auto drugs, drugs <laughs> in his autobiography, he made heads roll, oh. especially in conservative circles on both sides of the Atlantic. The Heritage Foundation, a conservative think tank in operation for over 50 years, called for the deportation of Prince Harry over his admissions to past drug use, including pot and cocaine. That's so dumb. 
The Duke of Sussex, 38, is currently living in Los Angeles with his wife, Meghan Markle, and son, Archie. But Harry is living on a visa and has no plans of seeking permanent U.S. residency or U.S. citizenship, despite being eligible. The couple quit the royal family and moved to California in January 2020, where they continued to be a focal point for tabloids and aggressive paparazzi. A representative from the Heritage Foundation said the organization is in arms with the U.S. State Department as they are refusing to release any details about Prince Harry's visa application, the Mercury News reports. Have you seen that documentary that they did on Netflix where they tell their story about them leaving the family? No. Why do they leave? Oh, my, because oh, because the, they because of racism because they're racist because, like, and the way the they were treating his wife because she's mixed. Yeah, they were being real. Athlete. Yeah, they were feeding all sorts of stories to the tabloids about her and to to just kept all this negative press on her the way she was just and then she was extremely unhappy and she it's when awful. she asked for help like to see therapy like you know like nobody wanted to do anything yeah, yeah they, they to... don't believe in that stuff right. and all that and then and then um he could just see he says the way she was becoming like her mother like so depressed by the way she was because they did the same thing to princess diana oh, yeah it's crazy it is so crazy and then the way they had to get out of there and they left and they got here right before the pandemic started it was insane yeah it's a pretty crazy i used to i, I was hear. a Meghan markle fan i liked her i used to watch suits that was the show she was on she was awesome and then they tell their story how they met and all that and it's like it's it's a cute love story, yeah. but that meant to they really went through it to yeah, stay together. Yeah. A power couple is often the target of conservative media, which often sides with the royal family instead of Prince Harry. The Heritage Foundation entered the arena by challenging his visa status. This request is in the public interest in the light of the potential revocation of Prince Harry's visa for illicit substance use and further questions regarding the prince's drug use and whether he was properly vetted before entering the United States. <laughs> oh, my God. Mike Howell, director of the Heritage Foundation's oversight project, told the Daily Mail. In Prince Harry's controversial autobiography, Spare, which was published this past January, he revealed that he first snorted coke at age 17 and again on a few other occasions. He also toked up after his first date with Meghan Markle. Oh. I, I started doing it recreationally and then started to realize how good it was for me, Harry said. I would say I'm on the show. I know, right? <laughs> Harry said, I would say it's one of the fundamental parts of my life that changed me and helped me deal with the traumas and the pains of the past. Oh, see? Prince Harry also detailed his adventures with shrooms, talking to the toilet, and having <laughs> strange visions. High Times has uh, been following reports of his pot use since at least 2017. Tyler Dooley, Megan's nephew and the son of Megan's half-brother, Thomas Markle Jr., got into the cannabis industry back in 2015 and released the Markle Sparkle strain. Oh, my God. <laughs> Markle Sparkle. That's great. Okay. That's that's funny. I, I didn't realize that he talked about how cannabis uh, helped him um, and that's with cool. a lot of self-reflection yeah. and, like, and things that are going on in his life. That's that's really cool. They, I wonder he said, if she was like, I used it recreationally and, and then he found it helped him. Yeah. How? Uh, but he says he, he had smoked it after his day with Megan. I wonder if like she smokes too, bro. And maybe she was like, hey, I mean, after his date with Megan, like where they like, did they were they they weren't hanging out anymore? I mean, like, I, don't did it separately? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or they're like after they had their date, like dinner and a date, they're like went back. That could mean like, a lot of things. Up. But 
I don't know. I see that Megan, if you smoke, hit us up. We'll smoke one with you. I feel like we need to. Well, let's finish this story first. <laughs> uh, is Prince Harry's visa truly a risk? Oh, God, this is a dumb question. But according to law, visa records are considered confidential. Visa records are confidential under Section 222 of the Immigration uh, Nationality Act. Therefore, we cannot discuss the details of individual visa cases. Okay, says the U.S. State Department spokesman. Legal experts aren't sure if Harry's past drug use actually could threaten his visa status. This is just people so are just dumb. making shit up. People just making shit. You up. know they tried to do this to John Lennon too. I hate people back when because he had gotten so arrested stupid. one time for pot and they tried to use. They're that not sure. Him. They're never fucking sure. <laughs> They're not sure of fucking anything. They don't talk to industry people before making decisions on writing laws. They don't give a fuck. They just want to do whatever the fuck they want. Like how does well how does that make sense, bro? And that and that and that and that word spark one up. Allowing him to stay in the United States to live and work, an admission of drug use is usually grounds for admissibility. Former federal prosecutor Niyama Rahimi Rahmani told Page Six. That means Prince Harry's visa should have been denied or revoked because he admitted to using cocaine, mushrooms, and other drugs. What? This is so stupid. New Jersey-based attorney James Leonard disagreed disagreed and said that Prince Harry's visa status is not a risk. Absent any criminal charge related to drugs or alcohol or finding... That's right. Like, if he hasn't been charged criminally at all for it, and it was all just him admitting to using it in the past, why would that be any fucking grounds? This is the dumbest shit I've heard. Making shit up. Yeah, so there's no criminal charges related to drugs or alcohol or any finding by a judicial authority that Prince Harry is a habitual drug user, which he clearly is not. I don't see any issue with the disclosures in his memoir regarding recreational experimentation with drugs, Leonard said. That this is stupid. Why would they? I mean, they what? They what does the fam, does the what's it called? The royal family want him back. Royal family. They want him to be deported. They want him to be forced to go back home. Whatever. Or? They're just trying to give him a you know hard time they're you know they're petty super fucking petty well this next story i found interesting the new york times has a story for us is how to talk to teens about cannabis so they won't ignore you they got a couple of ideas yeah let's see what they got to say let's see how much we agree with them new york times it says it's sold as gummies and cookies. It can be dabbed or vaped. Uh-huh. And depending on where you live, it may be available in dispensaries. Inside products, much more potent than anything that came before. Talking to teenagers about cannabis has never been easy, but now it can feel like a minefield. It is really, really hard to be a parent right now, said Samuel Measle, a clinical psych- psychologist and research scientist with Bradley Hospital and the Center for Alcohol and Addiction Studies at the Brown University School of Public Health. Um, Yo, what a uh, mouthful. Another another, uh, another reason why people are not having kids. (laughs) (laughs) Marijuana use among teenagers in the United States has steadily climbed over the past three decades, as has the percentage of teenagers who view it as harmless. And many fear that growing legalization has removed barriers to access for kids looking to experiment, even though cannabis remains illegal for people under 21. On top of this, the concentration of THC, the main psychoactive compound in cannabis, has soared in recent years. In the mid-1990s, the average concentration of THC in cannabis samples was about 4%. By 2017, it was 17%, and some products now have THC levels above 90%. 
all of which has troubling implications for children's developing brains and their overall health. Cannabis is portrayed as a relatively harmless substance, but the data amongst teenagers does not support that, Dr. Meisel said. It's shown to impact IQ. It's associated with the onset of psychotic syndrome. It's associated with worsening mental health conditions, depression and anxiety, and the onset of those conditions as well. We spoke to Dr. Meisel and others who work in the adolescent medicine, mental health, and addiction about some of their go-to strategies for talking to tweens and teens about cannabis. Make your rules and expectations clear. If your hope is to prevent underage cannabis use, your first step should be to make your disapproval plain. Dr. Measle said, obvious, perhaps. But research has linked defined cannabis-specific rules to lower use among adolescents. Make sure your family rules are clear about what's okay and what's not, he said, adding that conversations about cannabis should start as early as fourth or fifth grade. Mm. Those expectations should be a part of your regular and ongoing discussions around things like chores, schoolwork, and general respect within the household, he said. Be sure to outline what the consequences are for breaking those rules, Dr. Measles said. Those, uh, though those conversations should, be, should not be punitive or fear-provoking, parents should frame rules and consequences as things as as things they are establishing because they love their child and want to keep him or her safe, he said. Agreed. Dr. Pantea Farmahand, a child and adolescent psychiatrist at the Child Study Center at NYU Langone, echoed this advice. She said parents should emphasize that if children get into a situation where they feel unsafe, they should call and expect a kind of temporary amnesty, meaning their parents won't immediately yell or punish them. The kids should know their safety is the number one thing, she said. And honestly, this is something we talk about a lot. Like growing up with our kids, we want to open up that conversation. We don't want them to fear the way that we react to what they've done mm -hmm. and, and withhold information from us. So we need to, and I, it's harder, it's easier said than done, but I would like to eventually you know, and I do it now sometimes when I see like if they've done something wrong that they like immediately feel like bad about it where I'm like, no, it's OK. Like, we'll fix it. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, you want to like welcome like if they if something happens and they make a mistake, you want them to have that door open to come to you. Yes, of so course. You need to leave, like I, I, I again, easier said yeah. than done. I want my kid when something happens. They're not like, oh my god, I don't, my my, my mom can't be so find pissed. out. She's gonna be so pissed. Yeah, so she trouble. can't find out. About I want to be the one like I need to call my mom. She's the only one that can help me fix this right now. Right. Like yes, they need to have that kind of trust in me. Exactly. That's what I'm striving for. Yeah. Because I did not. I was afraid to tell my parents anything. Yeah. Like and I and listen and I understand. Also, there are things you keep to yourself and you don't want to like. I, I I I never. I don't think that it's. Maybe it's because of my relationship with my mom where I'm like, yeah, I don't I'm not totally open with her because she's my mom. Moms have a certain level of like, I know, but it's also because she's judgmental. Right. If she exactly. wasn't so judgmental. You'd probably be more open about certain. Right. Things. Right. Agreed. So I would like to be less judgmental so that my kids won't be so, you know, close, afraid to afraid be to approach. completely open. Right. Yeah. 
Do your research. All of the experts interviewed for this story encourage parents to learn about the unique risks of cannabis use for teenagers. I mean, we've done our research. <laughs> we've done our thorough research. <laughs> Very personal. Like what? Is it well, been how many years? For me I mean, what? Have you used Smoking? It? Yeah. Like 20 plus years of smoking weed? I, I'm, I'm in, and I've become, even though I had so many years of that already under my belt before this podcast, I learned so much about it when we started this. Yeah. Podcast. This whole podcast and about, has made us learn a lot about yeah, it. Yeah. And now I feel hopefully you like too. we could be an expert. <laughs> almost. Almost. Ready to talk to my kids about weed. Right. I mean, my son's already very familiar with what it is, but, you know, when he becomes a teenager, I'm sure he's going to have more questions. Um, so yeah, all the experts interviewed for this story encourage parents to learn about the unique risks of cannabis use for teenagers, pointing to researchers like the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, which offers strategies for talking to teenagers about drugs and alcohol. Legalization of things do not mean it's not harmful, said Dr. Jesse Gold, an assistant professor in the Department of Psychiatry at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, Conyol. <laughs> who specializes in college mental health. Cigarettes are illegal. Alcohol is legal, she said. She worried that some young adults were taking legalization to mean this should never have been a problem, that it is totally fine. I mean, that's what it means to me. <laughs> it should have never been a problem. It's totally fine. Well, it's totally fine, but we still, uh, you know, educate yourself, uh, use it. Um, Same thing you know, with alcohol and cigarettes. Like, right. well. I don't want to use cigarettes at all. I just don't see the point and it's extremely harmful. And then alcohol, you use in moderation responsibly as well. It's the same thing. Right. It, it should have never been a problem. It's totally fine. Just like alcohol should have never been a problem. It's totally fine. People should be able to grow plants. People should be able to use their medicine or smoke weed freely. It's a plant. Dr. Gold said that her college-age patients focusing on the ways cannabis can impede their daily lives, including hampering memory and attention can be particularly effective. I have a lot of patients who smoke pretty regularly and don't tend to see how that affects mood, sleep, concentration, motivation, but it does. It can also be helpful for parents to stay up to speed on how cannabis is being consumed and sold, said Dr. Sarper Taskiran, a senior child and adolescent psychiatrist with the Child Mind Institute oh in New God. York City. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was going to be a lot longer. <laughs> they got like, to give all the credentials, man. <laughs> This way, parents know what to look out for. Edibles, for instance, can appear harmless and are easy to hide, and they can better connect with their children. He often asks his patients why don't uh, why they don't open up to their parents, and teenagers sometimes say that their parents seem out of touch. They're assuming parents don't have any idea about the world of marijuana. He said, especially the gummies, the vapes, the dabs. <laughs> Here we uh, are doing don't it. Have yeah. our problem. <laughs> Our kids won't have that problem yeah, with us. They'll know exactly we what it is. definitely and, know what it is. Yeah, we will definitely know what's up. Okay, uh, so they're like, this is why they're like, okay, this is not their territory, so they wouldn't understand. Be careful about sharing your own experiences with cannabis. Hmm. Some parents use cannabis as teenagers. Others use it currently. There's no clear consensus on how they should respond if their children ask whether they have ever used cannabis but experts say to proceed thoughtfully. I, me, I'm honest. Yeah, we're I mean, already, my kid already knows I do it 
Yeah, podcast. Sees, yeah. She sees they know leaf. we have a whole podcast about it. They see it. the leaf everywhere and they're like, oh, podcast stuff. This is podcast stuff. He knows when my office door is closed and I'm yeah. in here smoking. He can't come in here. Yeah. He knows. They're very aware that we consume cannabis. Not a mystery here on this right. side. But I, in a lot of other people's homes, it's not. It's not as, they're not as open as we are. The partnership of end addiction, for instance, discourages parents from lying to their children, but notes that not answering is a viable option. <laughs> Just don't answer. You know, the kid's going to be like, oh, you're going to answer my question. Uh, the group also emphasizes that parents should avoid giving more information than is necessary. No need to reveal you smoked marijuana 132 times. I know. It's kind of hard when it's a podcast that <laughs> airs once a week. So. No need to reveal you smoke weed all day, every day. <laughs> All day, every day, smoke weed every day. Smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> and that it can be useful to frame your response in terms of what you learned. One sample script. I thought I needed to try drugs to fit in. It took me a while to discover that that's never a very good reason to do anything. Do you ever feel pressured like that? Others urge more caution. I wouldn't recommend that parents talk about what their own experience may have been when they were younger, Dr. Faramund said, it's not the same. The potencies are higher now. The options more varied. It's a different playing field, she said. She added that she had worked with teenage parents who used their patients. Parents, who, well, who worked with teenage patients. She had <laughs> teenage parents. Well, it's going to yeah, come yeah. up now. Uh, she added that she had worked with teenage patients who used their parents' words against them, saying some version of, I don't understand why my mom is so upset with me. She used to get high and go into the bushes and make out with boys all the oh time. Oh, God, really? Uh, whoa, you told really? your daughter you would get high and make, and out, make out with, with boys? boys? In no, bushes? Like, look, that's a little too In much the bushes? information. Yeah. <laughs> that is what? too much information. That's like, nah. <laughs> me and your dad used to skip school, get high, and have sex. That's like, yeah, that's like <laughs> no, but that's like old why kid conversation. Your, your kids got to be like in their 20s. Have in the those bushes? Who says in the bushes? But who tells their teenage kid that? That's kind of weird. And my mom. We have a Grace, different. She told me like we. Me oh, and your dad used to make out down there by that lake. Well. <laughs> now nah, I've never said that to my kids. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of weird. But to like kind of goof with them. Like, ew, mom and dad are kissing. You know, whatever. We're like, whatever. You know how it is. Open-ended questions, especially about their friends. One misstep parents making conversations about cannabis is feeling they have a message they must deliver, Dr. Taskeran said. Instead, he encouraged parents to think of themselves as surrounding as sounding boards and to focus on asking open-ended questions. The best starter conversations usually happen with what's going on in their school, Dr. Taskeran said. I don't know. That's kind of also a little... You gotta get a little more, you know, like you yeah, if you say general, if you ask a too. general question, like how was school too, today? I don't know. I yeah, don't remember. I have to I ask specific questions. questions. If right. I say, "Oh, what was something that made you laugh today at right. school?" He would tell me this whole story about something that happened right. at school that did made you, him did laugh. Did you talk to any of your friends today? Who did yeah. you talk to? Yeah. Did you play anything? Did you get to play any games? Yeah, you got to be very specific because otherwise it's just like I don't know. Right. I don't it's remember. Really, I don't remember. That shit drives I, me I'm fucking like, what do you crazy. mean you don't remember? You're just there and all then, day. And sometimes, it'll, you know, and then I try to see, like, should I wait a little bit instead of immediately? I'd say, how's school? As soon as she gets to the car, like, oh, good, whatever, you know. 
but yeah. <laughs> the best starter conversations usually happen with usually happen with what's going on in their school. You might ask, do any of your friends talk about using cannabis? Do they use it in social situations or to help themselves sleep or if they're feeling anxious? Leading with questions about peers can help ease you both into the conversation, he added. And it could be a useful way to establish that you won't immediately leap to judgment and anger. Smart. If parents don't respond with, oh, my God, is Dylan really smoking weed in the bathroom? <laughs> then it's more likely their own kid will open up about any experimentation, he said. That's smart. It is good. Go the friend route. I'm right. talking about a friend. Yeah. Definitely. You could be like, oh, you could, they could then even really be talking about themselves and say it's a friend. Right. Like, right. I Yeah. But if they see that you're cool, you know, like they said, they might be more open to tell you what they've been up to. Keep it brief and warm. Dr. Measle led a small 2022 study that found if parents approached a conversation about cannabis with warmth and support, it was associated with decreased use and decreased intention to use in their teenager, teenage children. Okay. To create a warm environment, keep your body language relaxed. Pause to check on your child, how your child is feeling, or to see if he or she has any questions and then actively listen to the response, he said. Strive to keep the talks brief, usually no longer than one to five minutes. The, um, the long formal version sometimes portrayed in TV or movies is really the opposite of what parents should strive for. We want children to retain the information and stay attentive, she said. Be creative about your openings. If your teenager is loath to have even a brief conversation about cannabis, use natural openings to your advantage. Dr. Taskaran said, if you see or smell someone smoking when you're out for a walk, for instance, that could be a good time to ask an open-ended question or two. There you go. Dr. Mizell said that parents may find it easier to have some of these check-ins via text and that they should be creative about how they connect, particularly if their child is going through a prickly phase. If they are not wanting to sit down and have family meals or watch The Mandalorian <laughs> with you or whatever it may be, then monitoring is going to be really important, he said. He noted that parents should make clear that they're paying attention to things like whom their child is spending time with and what they're doing together. Having clear-cut rules is going to be really important, said Dr. Mizell. Maintaining warmth even when your teen is at a distance is going to be important. Maintaining Dr. Yeah, Gold. hard, bro. Sometimes I'm like, ugh. Dr. Gold encouraged parents to view conversations about cannabis as a marathon, not a sprint, and to persist if their child does not take the bait right away. Maybe your kid is going to hear you say one thing, roll their eyes, and go upstairs and slam the door, she said. But your role as a caregiver is to follow up the next day or whenever you sense another opening and try again. Dr. Gold suggested this response. I'm not going to push you, but I want to have this conversation at some point. Please tell me how I can have this conversation with you. Oh, my God. I'm so afraid of having a teenager. I know. <laughs> oh, you, I know. We're I got not there two yet. girls. Yeah, I'm closer than you are. Yeah, <sighs> I know. Yeah, I hear some of you guys talk about stuff and I'm like, oh, please, please. We're going to hold off on it's this. Just that it's a lot. The teenagers. Um know everything already like because i remember that about being a teenager you feel like you're growing up already kind of and that you your parents see you as a kid when you're not and and that you feel like you know pretty not you know you don't know everything but you feel like you know everything that you need to know right, right? 
Um, so you can you can cop attitudes <laughs> when your parents are just being your parents. Right. They're just trying to like parent you. That's it. I, I don't think I was very snarky, um, but I've seen it. I, I think I was pretty good as a, as a teenager. I just did bad things and never got caught. <laughs> and got away with stuff like that. I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> or we can go uh, after we tell everybody to go subscribe on YouTube. <laughs> go subscribe on YouTube. I wasn't a terrible kid or anything, but I have some smart shit to say sometimes. So obviously. Got the chancleta thrown at me a couple times. Go to our YouTubes and subscribe. <laughs> and uh, we have another, uh, you know, talking about chancletas, our second favorite segment is right now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I love you, Miami! All right, it is time for I Love You, Our Miami, our segment about Florida stories. And this story, like, it it busts us on the scene, like, the day after we recorded our last episode. Yeah. And I was like, damn it, I wish we knew about this before we recorded. And we couldn't believe what's happening here. So new regulations can send hemp industry packing, report says. Three quarters of hemp businesses says they would either move or move or close if proposed legislation becomes law. The hemp industry has been explosive, has seen explosive growth in the four years since the legislature passed and a law legalizing its cultivation and sale. The low to no THC cannabinoid has emerged as a multi-purpose crop amid a period of uncertainty and reduced volume for many crops traditionally associated with Florida. Orange production, for instance, has fallen by nearly half since the turn of the century due to citrus greening. Hemp has helped many farmers struggling with production losses survive and thrive, according to a recent study conducted by Whitney Economics. There are currently more than 600 active hemp cultivation licensees in the state, and they're growing the crop on a combined 18,000 of land across Florida's 67 counties. Additionally, there are about 9,260 businesses that have hemp permits in Florida. The research conducted Bo Whitney, a cannabis economics operations and supply chain expert, shows the hemp industry has a 13.7 billion annual economic impact on the state economy. That includes 6.8 billion in wages paid to nearly 190,000 <gasps> Floridians with an average wage of 17.24 an oh hour. God, that's so many jobs. But growers, retailers, and extractors say the young industry is fragile and could face serious negative impacts or outright eradication if the state pursues net new regulations on selling or producing hemp products. Lawmakers are considering such policy in the 2023 legislative session. A pair of bills, HB 1475 and SB 1676, proposed this year would classify hemp extract as a food that requires time and temperature control for safety and integrity of product and impose several other regulations on the industry. The bill languages encompasses items not traditionally considered as food, such as snuff, chewing gum, and smokeless products derived from or containing hemp, but excludes synthetic cannabinoids defined as products where acid or other solvents are used to adulterate the product and artificially infuse it with cannabinoids not organically present. Mm. 
The proposed legislation requires products be manufactured in a facility with a current and valid permit by a regulatory entity, along with a report confirming that the facility meets baseline requirements. The bill also sets up requirements for containers, including establishing what they are suitable to contain products fit for human consumption, that they mitigate exposure to light and high temperatures, and that they are not designed to be attractive to children. The containers cannot contain more than two milligrams of THC and attempt to close a loophole that currently exists. Hemp advocates claim the proposal is a big product of big marijuana and nearly half of hemp businesses surveyed by Whitney Economics said that they would be forced to shut down if it became law. Another 24% said they would experience significant revenue loss and 15% said they would relocate to another state. I'm seriously rethinking expanding my operation here, said Savage Enterprises as CEO Matt Winters whose company has plans to hire 280 new workers at its 60,000 square foot hemp manufacturing plant in Orlando. Oh my gosh. He said he relocated from California to Florida because of Governor DeSantis message about the freedoms provided to citizens here. But the bills under consideration in the legislature are giving him second thoughts. So he moved here because DeSantis is supposed. <laughs> yeah, his openness. And then oh, now. yeah, supposedly all these rights, you know, whatever. Oh, my God. I don't even want to get it. Yeah, <laughs> into yeah, there's that's a loaded. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> wow. OK, so that's a lot of jobs and a lot of businesses that that would be like not existing anymore if this policy passes yeah i mean i think that there does need to be some form of regulation because i also believe that all of these synthesized cannabinoids that are coming out with like delta 8 and hhc and thca there's a lot out there and people don't know a lot about it and they're consuming things that don't but I thought that said that it didn't address those. Oh, this is, yeah. This is just the hemp. I thought that's what it said. Well, hemp, is, but all of these I things are derived from hemp, right? But, uh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it does. It does go into those. But uh, these are all things that no, we, there definitely needs to be more research and regulation. They like, they do. They need to do the research, and there's re re regulation that needs to be put. I want I want us to talk to like one testing. of the scientists again about all of these new cannabin cannabinoids. Yeah, because the we're research seeing, that has come out so far about him. Right, and there's not a lot of, and there's not good research because some of the Delta 8 stuff is synthetic, like they were saying. So I think that they do need to take a look at it, but... But this is also just, just outright, affecting just regular hemp as well. Right, just outright banning it. Like, that's not the way to go either. No, it's definitely not. So um, this second article is also about the same story, but they talk to people in the cannabis community. Um, so, yeah. So let's get into it. Cannabis community worried over proposed bill restricting hemp sales. When Pablo Bicca returned home, he'll be the first to admit he struggled. Came back, as I said, to another war, Bicca recalled, a quiet war, the mental health. The Iraq combat veteran said he tried pharmaceuticals, but they didn't work after a while. He even got a medical marijuana card, but that has limits on how much you can buy. In 2012, my PTSD got to a point where I was suicidal, Bika said, where I didn't know if I was going to make it to the next day. 
That's when Bicca, who goes by 1620 Marine, said he found cannabis, hemp, and other THC products. Now he says a new bill in Tallahassee can impact the relief he's found from those very same products. As patients, there's no way that we can use two, mil- two milligrams, Bicca said. There's no medicinal use in using two milligrams. Senate Bill 1676 would limit the amount of THC in hemp packages to two milligrams and states the packages shouldn't be attractive to children. Members of the cannabis community on a Zoom call with State Senator Colleen Burton. This is the, if you've seen our Instagram video. Yeah. This is a senator that doesn't know or didn't talk to. Yeah, she's the, the one that introduced the bill. And she was like, nobody would have ever, the, the one of the main guys was like, uh, have you talked to anybody in the industry? And then she turned around and she was like, none of them have needed to contact me uh, before this bill. <laughs> uh, uh, hello. Yeah, of course. And now they're like, excuse me, we'd like a word with you. Because it should have been the other way around. She should have talked to them first. Mm-hmm. Instead of not knowing nothing, Senator Colleen Burton. In a statement, bill sponsor state Senator Colleen Burton said those large and small agribusinesses adhering to current Florida rules and regulations through the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services should not be concerned by the proposed legislation. SB 1676 and HB 1475 simply create a regulatory framework for the safe production and sale of products. uh, Sorry simply create a regulatory framework for the safe production and sale of products made with hemp extract. Floridians should feel safe with products being sold in our state. They should have confidence knowing hemp extract products are not marketed in a way that may be confusing or misleading for children who may mistake it for candy. While cannabis advocates agree on preventing minors from getting their hands on THC products, they say inspections are already taking care of that. They've used examples of counterfeit products that are shipped in here from California, said Tom Quigley, that are sold on the black market as representative of what we sell. It's not what we sell. Quigley is the founder of the Cannabis Coalition, uh, Florida Cannabis Coalition. Two milligrams will eliminate every full spectrum CBD product that's in the market, Quigley explained, and eliminate almost 10,000 different businesses, business opportunities to sell these products. Uh, He said the bill would be a death sentence for small businesses. We all have a lot to lose if this bill goes through. Quigley also pointed out. Oh, that's you. (laughs) (laughs) Quigley also pointed out that a lot of THC products are sold in. Sorry, let me start that again. Quigley also pointed out a lot of THC products are sold in 50, 100, or even more milligrams in the container. So putting a two milligram cap would cost customers hundreds. Oh, my God. There's no reason to make laws, Bika said, and make these rules that doesn't really benefit patients. Some members of the cannabis community had a Zoom call with Senator Burton Friday. She told them the two milligram number would probably be changed, but they don't believe that's enough. If it becomes law, the bill would go into effect on July 1st. That's soon. Yeah, they got to figure this shit out. Like, they got to, I mean, like, look, I, I do agree that do, there does okay. need to be a, some so form of regulation. The bill is putting in regulation, is what she's saying. That's what she's saying, yeah. Okay. You know, it started out seeming like they wanted to, but the they thing have is, to is readjust it, it because it, if it's a two the, milligram, 
Well, even Verbage. the two milligram thing, it's July 1st. It cannot happen. If you're going to have that much required regulation, you need to give businesses more, more time. time. Yeah, you, that's not enough time. That's not enough time. Which, but I feel like they could change, right? Because if they don't get it right and it doesn't get voted on, then it's not going to make it for to July 1st. All I know is that if you're in Florida and you don't agree, you need to reach out to your representatives and your senators because... They're the ones that are going to be voting on this. Yes, yes. You can email them and be nice. We always want to approach them nicely, but we want to email them. I think people need to remind them about how much money comes into the state from this industry and how many jobs it would affect and how many businesses. Yeah. Um, Call them to your local senator. For real. Reach out to the senator who wrote the other bill that we talked about on the last show. Victor Torres. Yeah, through the straight through the government, <clears throat> the website. Excuse me, straight through the government website. But uh, we haven't ever had a response. We'd love to have senators on our show. Get get it, get Let's, your butts. We gotta on get here. to that level. Yeah. <laughs> so share our podcast. Yeah, hey, dude, we want to get senators, government officials on our show. Yes, so and tell the more you tell people about the show, the more listeners we get, the closer of that happening. <laughs> well, that's the end of our show. We do not have a guest interview this week, but we definitely want to thank our sponsors, Fluent cannabis care thank you for sponsoring our smoke session yes. we appreciate you please sign up for fluent rewards on our website we want to thank you for staying this far and listening to our show and being a, a listener we appreciate that yes and especially our patrons yes so very special thank you to our in the rotation and og patrons yanni destiny lauren jesse chrissy denise peaches Meredith, Natalie, Angelina, Jenny, <laughs> Catherine, Jay, Chrissy, Guillermo, Diane, Gabby, and Leslie. Leslie. Become a patron for all the special perks and our Discord, all that wonderful stuff. We have smoke sessions all the time. Literally all the time. Literally. <laughs> uh, so become a patron. Maybe we read your name on the show one day. Yeah. Go to our website, potsmokingmoms.com, and click on the patron and join our club. Share our contents, write what review, rate, review, subscribe, all those things, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.